here it is. It's we're not supposed to talk about it. End episode. This is why best friends are a bad influence. <laughs> <laughs> we can't we can't talk about this. We're both in a fight club. Did um, you uh, did you figure this movie out watching it, or were you really shocked by the ending? Uh, I would say, in a way, like you start to realize it because they they start pushing it certain uh, past a certain point. You can tell uh, in the book by Chuck Palahniuk mm-hmm. that it they they push it a little bit more. I knew something it, was up because um. You, not that I noticed that, like, oh, yeah, Brad Pitt doesn't interact with anybody other than Ed Norton. It's not that. It's when he goes in to kind of blackmail his boss, he starts shaking, and he he does a whole inner monologue there, and he goes, for some reason, this made me think of my first fight with Tyler. And then he starts beating the shit out yeah. of himself. And for some reason, that just stood out to me, because, again, like, I'm such a movie buff, like, I kind of see plot points of certain things. As soon as, yeah, and as I was like, as wait as a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. And then I was like... yeah. They kind of oh, they, wait, they, something's they going it, on here. And, like... and here's the cool thing: uh, during the filming of the movie, in the in the middle of it, they show flashes. Yeah, and you don't get to see it. like they you, they don't say anything about it. And then like when I got the movie on DVD and stuff, I paused it and you see a flash of Brad Pitt. Yeah, they, they cut it in, in and they even cut like the penis in, like what he does during at the, the end. when they talk about it during the movies. What's that song that? at the end when all the buildings are coming down? Yeah. Uh, uh, where is your mind? Yeah, where it's by the Pixies, right? Yeah, where's your mind? Yeah, it's a good song for this fucking three, three minutes, minutes to ground three. zero. Uh, and I think the book is uh way different, like the it ending. Is. It always is. Up. It always is. Uh, but it, this is starring Edward Norton, Brad Pitt, uh, Helena Bonham Carter, Jarrett Leto, uh, Meatloaf, Meatloaf. Yeah, fucking Meatloaf's in it. Uh, it has. Basically on IMDb, it has an 8.8 and a 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. And Rotten Tomatoes, if you hold a high score, usually... It, usually it, book to film does really well, in my opinion. Yeah, so, sometimes. And it's video game to film that doesn't. Correct. So book to... Book, it can go well, but there's people that always will complain about uh, book to film. Yeah. So they'll, they'll have issues with it. Like but American is, Psycho, there's a bunch of stuff they left out in that, or they like they move a bunch of like facts around for whatever reason. I don't know why they do that, but... Right. This I was, mean, some of it's like insignificant stuff, but then, you know... Also directed by David Fincher. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. I was actually just pulling that up, too, because I was like, I got to remember this guy's name. Yeah, David Fincher. Uh, but pretty, pretty good uh, box office-wise. I will go over that in a second once I fucking get to it. But it's a book by Chuck Palahniuk. I've read the book before, too. And I do... This... I think when I was younger, this was one of my favorites. You know how, like, everyone's like, Boondock Saints and everything. I did, like, jump on that train a little bit, too, just because I thought it was decent. But I think I was edging with this movie more because I liked it better than uh, Boondock Saints when that when that little kick went. Well, I mean, well, again, Boondock Saints didn't have the popularity it did when it first came out. Like, for some reason, it would have been out for a really long time. And then, for whatever reason, like, it became super popular where, like, yeah. everybody was like, you've never seen Boondock Saints? Yeah. And then, like, you and watch When I worked it. at Best Buy, I would be like, oh, you're looking for a movie? And then I'd give, like, certain movies that I'd watch. And Boondock Saints was one of them that I'd throw out there. Yeah. What do you think, uh, budget-wise? This is, uh, I'm going to say this is relatively cheap because they, they don't really do a whole lot in this other than having Brad Pitt and Ed Norton in it. So I'm going to be generous. I'm going to say it was $30 million. 63 to $65 million. Really? Yeah. What do you think? I'm surprised pulled? by that. What do you think it pulled? Like box office. This Two, is just box $200 office. Million. 
101 million okay so it wasn't it, it did okay but it didn't do i guess as good as there is a lot of visual animation stuff in here too so yeah yeah so this is one of those movies that uh didn't do well in box office by any means but it got better such a good uh, like it, as the release on like movie it, it got a cult following so mm -hmm. it's like one of those movies that didn't go crazy in the theaters and people saw it. it took off after it was in theaters and then people were like oh i love this movie like this is great and this is a 1999 by the way right yeah but yeah good old good old edward norton spanking his bank because he's like he's pretty much like a slave to the system like uh the ikea catalog you're a slave is. to the system working <laughs> jobs that you hate <laughs> for that, for that shit, shit you don't need, need. <laughs> corny ass papa oh my god dude i liked them back in the day i, I can't well, a lot of people didn't realize that song was basically hey i read this book i really like it so i'm just gonna write a fucking song that mirrors it. it's the same way uh that stupid ass band uh avenge sevenfold did the same thing with their fucking they have a song called Bat Country. Yeah. And it's basically just about fear and loathing yeah. in Las Vegas. Yeah. Darks. Right. So you you cut into him and he lives like this loser life. So he's basically the the as you go further in the movie, it's trying to break him from his habits. Even Brad Pitt, like he's put on like uh medication, he has narcolepsy, he's having issues. No, he regular... has just insomnia where he yeah. can't sleep. That's it, not narc uh, which uh, that, that plays insomnia. into a insomnia is actually um Remember that one time I stayed up real late? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like three well, days. Well, I mean, it's the same thing with, like, The Shining. Like, when you don't sleep, you just start to go fucking crazy. Like, yeah. And your brain right. starts he's, he's doing like... micro-naps, and you start seeing shit as you're... Like, that's why they have those certain diseases of those people that... Uh, right here is one of the clips you're talking about where yeah. they flash Brad Pitt. He's right in. by, like, behind the doctor. On the left. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is this scene. Yep, yep right, right there. there yeah. And you don't catch it until... You're like, you, did I see something? Yeah. Did something happen? Yeah, and they bring it up in the movie, which is great about it. They bring it up that they cut it into the movies. Like, they're, they're watching a kid's movie, and you see, like, the moms, uh, and they cut, yeah, they, uh, and then they're like, you don't even know what you just saw, and then, like, they just continue on with it. And what I love about that is that you tell people you're doing something, and then you do it in the movie that you're doing. It's, yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. And he and here's the problem is he has insomnia, so he goes to all these get help. Uh, yeah, because he's kind of just wallowing, and he's like, "Can't you give me something, doc? Like I don't feel good. Like I'm in pain." And the doctor's kind of like, "You know what? Do me a favor. Go to uh, like a support group for men that have testicular cancer. Like if you want to see what pain is, like that's what yeah. it is." So he kind of does this where he's just kind of being anonymous. He's just making up names to go to these like support groups. And there's this dude whimpering. He's just like, "You know, my wife left me." after my cancer and you know she remarried and she has kids now and she deserves that and he's like breaking <laughs> down and crying and it's like he's like i can't sleep like yeah it's, take, he's trying to get some perspective like take my penis i guess just fucking blow my brains out dude i'll just kill myself can't live without two heads you know what i mean two heads are better than one two <laughs> heads are better than one you fucking dude i think about that all the you time you ever like, been to a support group for anything uh, I've been around them. I've never actually gone to. I went to... actually no. I went to anger management. Oh really? Yeah, a court ordered by the way. Oh right, I remember. <laughs> oh shit, that's right, I remember. Dude's like, I'm like sitting in there and I'm like, all right, so yeah, I lost my temper. I said some shit. I've done some things, and then like I was wrong on the whole thing. But uh, basically, I'm like in there with these guys, and they're in anger management and the guy's like yeah i just got so mad and my wife was sitting at the top of the steps and i just decked her right in the face yeah and she fell down the steps like broke her leg and her her face and then like i i knew that that was the issue and then i was court ordered to be here they would they would always put that out there and i would be like 
Yeah, when I first said, they fucking came up to me and they're like, "All right, do you want to? Sh- do you want to?" They're like, "Want to share?" Yeah. So basically, I'm like, "Yeah, I, uh, I lost my temper. I punched a hole through like car window and blah blah blah." And then I was like, "I, I threatened and I did things that I shouldn't have done." But I was like, "I was," and I looked over and I was like, "Not nearly as bad as punching your wife." And they're all like. Well, no, no, no. You're you, you can't just compare your. They say not to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm not a woman hitter yeah. though, dude. Yeah, like, because there, I actually went to one to help somebody out, and um, again, just for anonymous reasons, I'll leave like the details of all of it out. But they right. were basically like, not like scared to go, but they were just feeling like really kind of on edge about it. So I kind of just threw it out there, like, well, hey, look, I'll go with you. And I basically I pulled a fucking Tyler Durden. I went in there and I was like giving a fake name. And I was like telling people my name was like something else. And they were like, oh, oh, cool. New faces, new faces and all this other shit. So like we like all sit down and it's like uh, it was at a church. So, of course, like right away they were like, we're going to give you this card. Like you have to like, well, before we start, like there's a whole prayer we like to start with. Just like just read what's on the card. And then like people kind of just go around and just whoever wants to talk and participate like they can do that. So like the guy that was like uh that was running the gig there he was like oh i just got my my like 300 and like my one year coin i've been sober for like a whole year yeah. and he starts kind of just like diving into like you know when he was in the shit of things and he was just like oh well, you know he's like drinking was just always my thing like you know it's like you know you got thursday night football so you know you gotta have a few for the game and he's like you know it's and you know then tomorrow's the weekend so it's like you know you gotta get sauce up for that he's like you gotta get sauced for friday and saturday night and then you know there's like sunday football and then you know there's monday night football and he's like you know before i realize it, he's like i'm just like you know it's like one day a week i'm really sober you know what i mean it's just like what's the point might as well just keep the whole thing going and then he's just like <laughs> and he's like sharing all these stories <laughs> stuff and you're like oh, all right cool cool and then there was like a lot of young girls there that were like sharing like really awful stories and they would just be like, you know, I'd wake up to like dudes on fire. I'm like, Oh my God, like yeah. like crazy shit. But it's like, it's just I, like, I get it. And I know like they say that's part of that system and they say it works and things like that. I just, I don't know, man. That's, yeah, not, some, not my some, scene. Of, some of the sharing of it, like I, I get the support groups things, but I'd rather me personally, I suffer in silence. I, I don't know why. And like, if I have an issue and I don't have any problems with like, Hey, you need to talk and you need to do that things. So like I actually use my friends and family yeah, to, I'm the same to, way. To, to, to let my woes out there. And I feel a lot better once I open up to somebody, but pretty much I don't think I can do well sharing feelings in like a group type mentality is where yeah. I'm going with it. Like I don't be- I believe, Some, yeah. I believe like uh, you can go to a therapist, you can talk with somebody and you can do those kind of things one-on-one, but the group kind of thing really like, I don't, I think it's the pity thing. I have a pity problem where I don't yeah. like people to be like, oh, oh, like good for you. And you're like sharing. I'm like, I don't need that. Like, Some of it's just fake when it's not yeah. genuine. I, I see what you're saying. So it's the, it's the group thing. I, that's the problem that I have. But to catch everybody up. So basically he got addicted to okay. going to support groups. So he just started going the random ones. Like he did one for like testicular cancer. He did another <laughs> one for fucking... like, blo- for like leukemia and blood parasites. So he's been just hitting all these support groups, making up fake names and shit. And then all of a sudden this girl shows up and she's the doing testicular the, cancer, yeah, she's dude. doing the same thing. She's going to all his support groups. So now he's not getting what he wants out of it. Cause he's like, shit, there's another faker in the room with me. And she's fucking it up for him. That's yeah. What so happens, now he's so. kind of working a deal out with her. Cause he's like, I know you're faking. She's like, I know you're faking too. So he's like, all right, listen, like I'll take Mondays and Fridays. You can take like the Tuesdays and Thursdays. Like they're basically split up a day. Like, Hey, I can't fake it in the room with you here. Like, 
Yeah, and she's like uh, the one. The one he's like you. She's like you can't have that one. That one's mine or something Bowel like cancer, that. Bowel cancer. Yeah, yeah. They're like you know. So basically, I think what happens is is that he does these and it helps him sleep pretty much. Well, he's, he he's, he's what an insurance adjuster for an automotive industry. Yeah, and he's like he pretty much explains out there. He's like, oh, you'd be surprised that like the things that are safe versus not safe, like the things that are swept under a rug because of a certain amount, and they pay out the insurance on like these fatal like car wrecks and shit like that. I but don't know. Some f- people love that lifestyle though, where you're just constantly on the move. Like salesmen yeah. are like that, where yeah. they're just like, I love being in a new city every day, and I just I live out of a suitcase, and I'll stay. You know, I, I'm in a different city every day, meeting new people. I'm just like, nothing keeps you grounded though. It, it's funny they have on the the cast right here. They have Edward Norton as the narrator, right? Because they never they never tell you. You never hear his name. You never ever Brad hear. Pitt's Tyler Durden, Maria Singer. Uh, and fucking guess what Jared Leto's uh, name is in this? Uh, Blondie. It's Angel Face. Angel Face. It's so fucking stupid. The mechanic, Robert Bob. That's my favorite. His name was Robert Paulson. Paulson. His name was Robert <laughs> Paulson. His name was. That's actually my favorite line in the um the entire movie is when he fights Jared Leto. Where he knocks him out. And oh, he, just, he wants yeah. to make something beautiful. Not yeah, beautiful. and then he yeah. well, Brad Pitt asks him. He's like, "Where'd you go, psycho boy?" And he's kind of just staring off into nothing. He's like, "I, I felt like destroying something beautiful." I like. Did you ever feel that, dude? Yeah, uh, I, 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 I get that. It's I, on so many levels. I, I don't know if I told you this before, but I have like it, it's. I don't know if it's just me, but like I'm in the middle of like talking to somebody and they could be the nicest person. I'd be like, what happens if I just like punch them right in the face right now? I say and I don't know why it comes it's across normal. my head. Dude, it's normal. It comes into my head and I'm like, all right. So like they could be like, uh, like, it's not everyone. No, it's not. You're like, a sick I, mind like me, yeah, dude. You're it's like, not everyone, but like every now and then you'd be like right in the middle of talking. What happens if I just slam his head right down on the desk? Yeah, my brother-in-law is like that too. We were like watching something, um, over at the house, my mom was there, so of course she was like binge watching like fucking Doctor Quinn, Medicine Woman, or something like that. And it was like that. Always watching. Yeah, she watches like these goofy shows. <laughs> and there's like the ending credits where it's basically just them on the wagon with the horses, and they're all like laughing in the field, going. And my brother-in-law is like, "Is it just me? Do you ever just think like freight train?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, dude, I think about that shit all the time. Like, <laughs> like fall off head caught between the fucking wagon." I'm like, "No, we're just apart. we're sick puppies, dude." But I know I'm not the only one. Yeah. Oh, plain and dead. I yeah. love that. It just sucked through. Just suck me off, dude. Get sucked out. Didn't that just happen? Didn't somebody just get sucked out of a plane or some shit with a fucking window the, or the you know door what, flew yeah, off? The door, the door flew off and then they show. It was like, I forgot who it was, but it was on like Twitter. It was like one of the dudes that, <laughs> like Jordan Peterson or something like that. He's like, oh yeah, here's your flight crew. And it's like, oh, and you see all these women come in and they're like, they sure are sassy. They <laughs> might not be the perfect person for the job, but guess what? They're your all woman fucking, they designed it. And, it's, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, they got sass and everything and you see it it's like that's why the fucking door ripped off you fucking idiots yeah brad pitt's mr cool he's got the big fucking rock star haircut with the sideburns and the The nice little goatee this is before he uh he straight up uh like aged he aged like like a lot like within the last like two three years he's done a lot of really good movies he did a lot of like low-key like Oh, uh, he's a, he's good in Troy too. Right, yeah. yeah. As Achilles, yeah, he's yeah. he's fantastic in that. Uh, uh which one called uh, Zombie Survival God, the fucking uh, World War Z. World War Z. He's in that, and I I really dig that movie because uh, that's written by uh, Mel Brooks' son, Max Brooks. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, Max Brooks is. Max it's a great Brooks. movie. He wrote the Zombie Survival Guide and World War Z. Oh, all right. And uh, he's talking about it, and like 
th- that's another movie we need to do just cuz it's it's great how it's like oh yeah they don't want a disease like they're they're a disease but they don't want to fuck with other diseases so you see people that have like meningitis and they're like the zombies just leave them alone yeah, yeah. cuz it that's not a good host and they sw- uh, I think he switches. We have the same briefcase. So he basically woke up from one of his, like, naps, and he's, like, got Brad Pitt sitting next to him, who's, like, you know, just cool Mr. Suave. He's the opposite of everything that he is. He's, like, yeah. charismatic. He's, he's handsome. He's interesting. And he's, like, you know, Ed Norton's just, like, this dull guy. And he's, like, oh, you're Tyler Durden. Because he's, like, yeah, I make soap. This has a this has a bunch of uh, good lines, because not only was that one to destroy something beautiful, he's, like, I uh, go into, like, the fat the liposuction uh, place, and he's, like, I sell their fat asses back to them. Did you know I had to do a monologue for this in in school? Did you? In our one of our writing classes, Explain. it was like a literature class. Um, uh, that was part of the assignment for the day was that he was like, you have a choice. There's like you know, these four monologues that you can read, but he's like, you know, I want you guys to like read it to the class. And he's like, look, like please don't get up here and do like a whole like blah 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 blah. blah. He's like, you know, like really try to get into it because it, it's yeah. gonna give you a better grade, kind of like what Mr. McKinney said. Yeah, about well, the, like how both of us about both the Shakespeare did, thing. Yeah. So. It was a choice between this, the choice from the monologue from American Beauty with Kevin Spacey, and there was like something else. Um, I don't remember what it was, but it's basically the big rant of uh, life is not about like how much money you have to bank, how much money is in your wallet, the friend you have, and it's not your fucking khakis. We are all the all current, like something like that. Right. And he's just like, you know, Tyler says self improvement is masturbation. So, like, I had to get into like a whole character. So, I was like really trying to do like a whole Tyler Durden thing. That's pretty cool. I did good. Yeah, we we I remember that during uh, English class. That's why we bonded so well. Yeah, and then uh, I don't give a fuck. You find out that Ed Norton comes back, the narrator, and uh, his apartment with all of his stuff that he loves or the the useless stuff that he's piled around his life, it blows up, and then he winds up calling uh, someone to try to get a place or stay somewhere, and then he calls Tyler, and Tyler actually picks up. So he's having a f- fucking conversation with himself right now. Yeah. And then he goes to this, uh, it's like, he's like, Hey, I met you on the plane. And he's like, Hey, what's up? And then he's just like, he's saying, they just goes to kind of hang out with him. Cause he doesn't have any like real friends either. Like he basically works his job. His jobs constantly got him on the road. And then on top of all this crazy a bunch of people insomnia like that. that he yeah. has. And it's like, he's not doing really like his support groups and stuff like that. So it's like, he's always, he's always teetering, you know, there, there, and that's the crazy thing is there are people out there that like they, a certain amount of time, imaginary friends. <laughs> well, not just that, but like they, they never like reached out and they only have like one fucking, uh, friend or they have like, you know, you didn't actually make a friend. You have more friends online than you have in real life. Oh yeah. So it, it's like more of a common thing than you'd realize. And you know what we call them? Losers. <laughs> 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 Go get a friend, a real one. Yeah, you fucking loser. <laughs> oh, man. That's so fucking stupid. Did you know Arthur Chuck Palahniuk first came up with the idea for the novel after being beaten up on a camping trip when he <laughs> complained to some nearby campers about the noise of their radio? When he returned to work, he was fascinated to find out that nobody would mention or acknowledge his injuries. Instead, uh, saying such commonplace things like, how was your weekend? Chuck Palahniuk concluded that the reason people reacted this way is because if they asked him what happened, a degree of personal interaction would be necessary, and his workmates simply didn't care enough to connect with him on a personal mm-hmm. level. It was also his fascination with the society blocking, which became the foundation of the novel. Mm, that makes sense. So it is, it's one of those things, it's like, uh, 
in the Marvel movie when uh, he's she's going Black Widow's with Captain America, she's like, "Kiss me right now," and then they're like, uh, "Public affection makes people like you know shy away and turn away," and it's the same yeah. kind of thing. It's like if you don't care enough, like if I seen you with a black eye, I'd be like, what the fuck happened? But if it's someone that's like not important to your friend group, of course it's going to be like, Oh yeah. yeah. Like they, <laughs> they don't care. Cause they want to, everyone's busy with their own shit. Yeah. So like, I wouldn't look f- that far into it, but like you come over or like I come over with a black eye, you'd be like, dude, what the fuck happened to you? Right. Like, and I'd be like, Oh dude, I was giving myself top. <laughs> oh God, sorry, Tom. <laughs> no, I was, I, 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 I he was talking because basically they're at the bar now and they're talking and again Brad Pitt's kind of giving you the little bits into the Tyler Durden uh, fucking characters that he's like Ed Norton's basically like yeah my apartment got blown up I lost all my shit but like you know I bought that sofa and that's like all I had to worry about like I never have to worry about that sofa problem so it's like again Brad Pitt's going off on his big preaching of like his philosophy on life is like, oh, we're just, we're rotten consumers. We're buying shit that we don't need. You know, it's a $400, you know, quilt. It's just a blanket at the end of the day. Like, it's not, you know what I mean? Why are we so self-obsessed with these lifestyle and needing things and needing things and needing things because we're just, like, consumers, like, more and more and more. And he also has, like, multiple jobs. You find out that, like, his insomnia caused him to have, like, not only the soap job, but he works at the projector uh, cutting film into there. And he's doing, like, fucked up shit. So it's, like... He cuts in, like, porn clips into, like, kids' movies and stuff. That's when you'll catch a flash of uh, his contribution do the film like they're in like a thing and you're like oh and then it's like shows the fucking mom and she's like you're like did you just see that did you see a big ass penis <laughs> a nice big cock hell yeah dude fucking throw those penises in there and this is where he you know again they're leaving the bar and he's like you asked me you asked me to come out because you need a place to stay and he was like no 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 he's like come on man like he's like can i stay at your place he's like well why don't you just ask and then he's like, can I stay at your place? He's like, yeah, sure. He's like, you got to do me a favor first. And then he's like, I want you to hit me as hard as you can. And he's like, what the fuck? He's like, I've never, I want been... You to he's like, I've never been in a fight. Have you? He's like, no, but that's a good thing. He's like, why not? Come on, fucking do it. And then like he whacks him and Brad Pitt socks him back. And, and then they feel good. And yeah. it feels good. They're both getting that rush of adrenaline where they're like, come on. So th- that's what I'm saying. Like, for some reason, that stood out to me when he starts beating the shit out of himself in his boss's office. He's like, this reminded me of my first fight with Tyler. And I'm like... Oh yeah, and then, and then I'm like, yeah. wait, that means something. That's a plot point. Like, yeah, they they do throw it out there like that, and I did catch a little bit of that, but I would say I was still somewhat surprised. I mean, I it's like one of those things where you're like, oh, you start guessing what's going on in a movie, and you can guess the plot sometimes within like the first like five ten minutes. Like I used to try to do that all the time, and now I just sit yeah. back and just like uh, I'll relax and just watch it and just yeah. let it unwind. He's basically an abandoned house that he lives in, right? On Paper Street. Yeah, it's it's like right on a like a uh, industrial park, pretty much. Did you know author Chuck Palahniuk has stated that he found the film to be an improvement on his novel? So he thinks the film was better than his novel. Yeah, that's that's cool though. I can I can I've I, never read it, so I can't really be a judge of that. I, I would I, mean, I would say that I you. The movies, the so what basically happens is, is like uh, in this, he they like blow up the the credit card buildings and they watch it like burn. At the end of like the book, it's like all the support groups. Uh, Helena, like Maria, gets all those people that come and they're all like saying like, "Oh, you don't have to do this," and they like you know oh really so they show up on the end of like he's on a rooftop and all they all show up uh, from the support groups to help him out. So I'm like, uh, yeah, that's kind of stupid. I look kind of like the yeah, movie a like little the bit better because he basically he's trying to what it was is that they're 
he's destroying the de- the the buildings that hold all the debt and things or whatever. So basically, by destroying that, it gives everybody that's in debt a clean slate because they can't find the records of like, oh, you owe this much money on your credit card, you owe this much money on this. So it's like he thought he was basically setting the world free where people wouldn't be financially enslaved anymore. Yeah. And then other people see him fighting outside with Tyler. So they're like, what are you guys doing? They're like, hey, guys. And they just keep fighting. I like that, though. He, it's exactly what he said. He's, like, looking at his boss. He's got, like, a black guy, and he's all fucked up, and his boss just doesn't say anything to him. And it's true. It, it really is true, though. If you really think about it, like, to a certain degree, are you going to stop somebody on the street and, like... They're like, why do you have a black guy? Yeah. Well, no, or, nobody would, in my opinion. So I, I, would say, I, I love it. Like, they're, they're like, we need a place to fucking fight. And uh, you know what? Would I'm you... fucking Lou. <laughs> that fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. Can I go next? Yeah, they all—they're all breaking their society, like their uh, their suit tie kind of things, and just wanting to fight. He's wearing a hustler like mesh <laughs> shirt. Yeah, fucking Brad. Pitt. Like something a fucking like, mall rat DDR kid would wear. It's like the red pants and the hustler shirt, like. And then they hit like golf balls at the fucking factories and shit across the street. Yeah, this is that's the kind of that's the kind of place that becomes like a crack house. You know what I mean? But again, it's it's a good balance to what he wants in his life because again, he's just this very dull, mundane, just going through the motions of like whatever. And now all of a sudden, he's made a friend with this guy who's like again the opposite of everything that he is. Yeah. And basically, he's he's just you know at the end of the day, he's you know, just, he's just squatting in a house, doesn't have anything, just scrapes by with the bare minimum. He's just like a minimalist. Like, I like that word to run around. Uh, did you know at around 38 minutes in the short scene when Brad Pitt and Edward Norton are drunk hitting golf balls, they are really drunk and the golf balls are sailing directly in the side of a catering truck? Nice. <laughs> so they actually drank for that part and they're fucked up. Like, you know, that's cool. I like I like it when, I, when something like that comes out and they're like, oh, yeah, no, they were actually drunk or like during the Mario movie. It's like, oh, yeah, uh, Bob Hoskins and uh, John Leguizamo were drunk every day during <laughs> filming. And it's like, it makes sense. I have a new like respect for the movie. Here. So now he's like starting to kind of slack off at work and shit. Did you know at around 34 minutes when the narrator hits Tyler Durden in the ear, Edward Norton actually hit Brad Pitt in the ear. He was originally going to fake it, hit him, but before the scene, David Fincher pulled Norton aside and told him to hit him in the ear. After Norton hit him in the scene, you can see him smiling and laughing while Pitt is hurting and swearing. Where he goes, oh, you hit me in the fucking ear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he tells him to like fall off and really hit him in the ear. He's lucky Pitt didn't lose his mind, but I motherfucker yeah, just started like... I feel like Brad Pitt would fucking destroy fucking Edward Norton in a fight. Maybe. Uh, I don't know, dude. Like, Because he's not... Like, like Brad Pitt's in pretty good shape in this movie, but Ed Norton, it's like you, you see what he looked like in American History X, and then you see what he looks like in this, and you're like, damn, dude, you didn't want to get fucking ripped for this like I, I think i think it just sells the idea of like uh right he why would he be in shape yeah why yeah. would he be ripped like that he goes home sits on a couch and he works this shitty fucking job and you know he wouldn't need to be like how fucking brad pitt is and brad pitt's just like i'm not i have to be in shape at this time i'm tapping jennifer aniston <laughs> he's like i gotta keep going yeah and that's why they they fucking have to find a new place is because uh they shut down the lights yeah and they're like oh we marla marla is it marla yeah marla is the girl marla is the girl that was like dipping in on his support groups but now because he's fighting now basically fight club is he's basically getting into brawls with random strangers and tyler like every other night so he's like shit i don't need the support groups no more like he's actually happier now in his life to be like doing something and finding some sort of identity 
and having a friend basically because he's not lonely anymore. Like, yeah, and he's and he's not like the rest of these guys where it's like important to be at your job. Like he's he's completely fucked up, dude. That's fucking great. <laughs> Did you know Brad Pitt and Helena Bonham Carter spent three days recording orgasmic sounds for their unseen sex or unseen sex scenes? Cool. <laughs> Also, let me throw this in there. Brad Pitt says he did not want to have his parents see the movie, but could not convince them not to watch it. They changed their minds after watching the chemical burn scene. Yeah, that's a pretty intense scene. That, that dude, that part, like that, locked me in when that first happens, where he like kisses him, and he's like, the only thing to neutralize it is like vinegar. He's like, you're thinking about putting water on it. Yeah, because like, it's lye, right? Yeah, and he like does the kiss, and that's when because it's like the wet. The, the the liquids actually what causes that right and he goes to try to rinse it off and he's like nope sit through the pain and then you they cut through and then you see like the scar on his hand later on yeah because that's uh i'm sorry yeah so that's the big uh that's the big quote of the movie is losing all hope is freedom yeah so basically what he's telling them is like you know when it's it's almost like if you're familiar with um stoicism like it's kind of that's what it is, is that it's just like you don't want you want for nothing type of just like you know instead of wallowing in the things that happen to you in life you just take things as they come it's not supposed to stop like the obstacle becomes part of the journey type of a thing yeah, yeah and he sorry I'm, I'm, I'm no like, yeah the black it, dude's fucking smashing just his head into smashing the his head into the fucking goddamn concrete and i just kind of like just zoned out and they're like yeah yeah that's you you're fucking bleeding all over the place dude he is incredibly ripped did how about next month? He's yeah, like, yeah, how like, about next new, week? You're, new dude, guy. You in the middle. Yeah, that's the cool thing is that they make them fight. Uh, if you're new, you that have to fight. fight. Yeah. So, like, you, you'd normally pick your freaking certain things. and What are the rules of Fight Club, Keith? You don't speak about it first. That's that's, the that's rule, rule number one. What about the second rule? The rule number two is that you get blowjob. I don't remember the fucking <laughs> You rules. don't talk about yeah, Fight Club. It's all don't talk about Fight Club, right? That's like, yeah. Yeah, it's actually like, it's like no de- socks or shoes in if the guy goes limp or yells stop you have to stop one death, flight at a he time. did have a name his name was, was robert, robert paulson. paulson his name was robert and he paulson. had the voice of an angel <laughs> oh dude meatloaf is dead now did he, he did die right yeah, yeah. no hopatootie bless every, my soul every every fucking thing With the numchucks in the back practicing yeah the, the phone that's covered in calm fucking gross yeah so she calls him marla basically yeah. calls him and she's like hey i've been cheating i've been going to all the fucking support groups where have you been and he's like oh i found a new one it's just for men she's like what like the like the testicle thing like <laughs> she doesn't get it and then uh brad pitt goes there because she's saying she's gonna commit suicide she took a bunch of shit and, and said she, she was trying to overdose or something she pulls him in and then he fucking puts the pipe to her putting boots to or knee what did i say putting knees to boots or yeah. something like that or and she's got a big dildo on her dresser doesn't she i don't know but dude get in there right there yeah oh my yeah. god yeah it's a fucking with monster. balls yeah. yeah he hits it and it like it goes yeah why but, would you want that right get there. that out of here those balls are too big those those balls are fake they're fake balls but and yeah. basically, Brad Pitt told uh, Ed Norton that he was like, oh, you just left the phone down when you left, when Marla called. So, so I, I picked up the call. phone, and I went to kind of like check her out. And <laughs> she's, like, she's want, all fucked up. You want up. next? He's, like wearing, he's naked wearing fucking rubber gloves. Like cleaning gloves, <laughs> like <laughs> the ones you do dishes with. 
It's so fucking stupid, dude. That's what we're talking about, recording the moaning and everything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then not only that, but there's like a flashing where it's like, uh like that. And they do that like later on. And they they do like that fucking weird uh, vision thing where it's like uh, Brad Pitt, like they do like stop motion. It's like they zoom in and it's like a still frame of like him banging her. Mm -hmm. And then you hear like the moan and stuff like that. Yeah, like he's showing up to work with like blood on his clothes and shit. And his boss is like, "Is that your blood?" He's like, "Yeah, some of it." Like <laughs> smoking at his desk, and he's like, "Dude, go home, get it together." At around fifty-two minutes, the original pillow talk scene had Marla saying, "I want to have your abortion," but this was objected by Fox uh, Two Thousand Pictures president production uh, Laura Zazinski. David Fincher said he would change it to proviso to the new line uh, so it couldn't be cut. And Lindsay agreed, and Fincher wrote the replacement line, I haven't been fucked like that since grade school. Oh, right, I remember that. <laughs> right, I remember that. She said, she, originally, though, I want to have your abortion. Nice. That's, <laughs> that's so fucked, dude. Uh, so, basically, you start to see, like, the unwind. Like, so, uh, he starts to realize that they are not in the same room as much as they were. So, like, as the movie progresses, it's becoming more like he was... Tyler was his friend and he had that original fight and he was like something we built together. But then now he's noticing that he's gone more of the time. So like he's Tyler's just fucking Marla. So now he's like jealous. Well, yeah, not just jealous, but he doesn't want to, he's like, all right, well he's doing his own thing and he's taking him away from me pretty much. Yeah. But he doesn't realize that that's really him. It's really him. He's coming in and out of his fucking whatever you want to call it. He's fucking getting Dementia. some pussy, dude. But yeah, so he this is this is the lie scene right here where he's like, you know, what are we doing here? And he's like getting like, it, he's like, you find out that it's not about him and them. It's something that they have a greater purpose. Right. Because Brad Pitt is basically, he's got a lot of mystery to him. And it's like, you know, Ed Norton is enthralled by him, but he doesn't quite understand like, all right, yeah, cool. We're making soap, but like we're growing this fight club and. I'm kind of finding things out last minute, like we're 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 building bunk beds in the basement. People are gonna come live here. Like, what are we doing? And then, like, you know, then all of a sudden, all the dudes like start going on like weird pranks that they gotta pull and do stuff where they're like replacing the the airline instruction menus with shit that they created. So it's like you know horrifically looking like planes burning and shit. And like they're and he's just like like again, Tyler, what are we doing, dude? Like, I thought this was just like. You know what I mean? He doesn't quite understand where Brad Pitt's like, what this ride Brad Pitt's taking him on is. Rich, creamiest fat. He says the the richest soap is uh, human. Liposuction. Yeah, yeah, human fat. So he's like, it and gets caught on the bar. And that's bar. when he says the one line, oh, God, it's so gross. And it starts just dripping. It's like, yeah, just leave that bag. Just yeah. leave that bag. And it gone. stinks. He's like, oh. Yeah. Oh, God. And he's like trying to catch it. It's like, oh, God, just leave that one yeah. bag. Just go. But he's like cooking it up right here, and this here's here it is the burn scene right here yeah, after yeah. the fat, and he's like, "You want it?" And he's smacking them and shit, and that and I love that part later on in the movie where he's like, "What well, is one thing you want to do before you die?" And one guy's like, "Build a house," and he's like, "Learn to dance or something, something like paint a self portrait." Yeah, yeah, that's it. Paint a self portrait and uh, build a house, and then like he's like, "Take the wheel or something." He's like, "No," and then he just lets it go, and then they fucking flip. Because he's like telling them that chaos sometimes is the best medicine, you know? It's right. Losing all hope is freedom. He's yeah. kind of going on this big rant about like, you know, when once you've lost everything, you're free to do anything. So he's like kind of going into that. Yeah, right there. You have to give up. Someday you gotta. You, you don't have know to know how this that you're feels. And then he shows him he has the same burn on his hand. Yeah, the same thing on his hand, dude. That's. Could you imagine if you had that? It's only after we've lost everything that we're free to do anything. So it's like. He's a weird, he's just like a weird philosopher kind of guy, but it's like Ed Norton's buying into it. Like, is it the same hand too? 
Yeah, right hand. It is the same hand. Okay, I was like trying to put that together, same exact spot. So like he's telling him that he doesn't have it. So same exact, same exact. So that's another thing they put out there, and that that pink soap is like iconic too, uh, for the cover and everything. That was on yeah. the poster and everything like that. The pink soap. Oh, where it says Fight Club on yeah. the soap. Yeah, right yeah. there. But they're selling. They're like, yeah, I don't know. Like, and he's literally is like fucking charging them so much money. Twenty dollars for a bar of soap. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, right there. We're selling rich women's their own fat, fat asses, asses right back, back to them. them. Yeah, I love that. So uh, as the movie progresses, though, you start to uh, actually, uh, I think you were saying it, like Edward Norton starts getting jealous of Brad Pitt, and then he starts going to, uh, after he beats the shit out of himself, he gets all those frequent flyer miles and stuff and is able to fly around and do his job still. Or not do his job, but fly around and spread the word of like he's recruiting, yeah, and recruiting Fight Club. Yeah. So he starts going around and trying to chase. Like a better part of the movie is like him chasing and finding out where Brad Pitt is. Yeah, because he disappeared on him one day after the car crash. Like where he wakes up and it's like nobody's living in the house, or there's like all this shit that's going on, and they're all being like real weird because it's almost like Brad Pitt's running the whole show. You know. Edward Norton is supposed to be his equal, but like everyone else is like, sir, you're not supposed to ask any questions about project mayhem, which is basically he keeps hearing about this project mayhem. And he's like, you know, what the fuck are we doing? Like, why isn't it? Why do all these people know what's going on? But I don't. So that's why he's like, I got to find where Tyler is. And he's like flying around. He was like, people are like, Oh yeah, sir, you were here last night. Don't you remember? And you gave me this burn on my hand. And he's like, I'm losing my fucking mind. Like, they're like, is this another test? That's what right. They say they yeah. Like, so he's like, I, what the hell's going on? Here's another thing too, is like Meatloaf is such a good actor too. He is really good. Like he, it portrays and like, he's been in other movies. You you just believe whatever part that Meatloaf's playing, dude. Yeah. It's, it, it really is. Like, I'm right there. See, like he's annoyed because Meatloaf is kind of like bragging about, he's like, the guy who invented uh, Fight Club is such a great man. You know, the rumors are he was born in a mental institution and he only sleeps one hour a night. And Ed Norton's kind of giggling because he knows Tyler. And he's like, yeah, have you ever heard of Tyler Durden? And he's like, shit, like I helped him create this. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? So now he's feeling like he's getting pushed out and kind of like stepped on. But he doesn't he doesn't realize that he is he Tyler is Durden Tyler to Durden. them. Because like I, I, and, that, and that's when it starts. I think at like the halfway point in the movie, you start to realize like they're like looking at him like the actors actually look at him weird, mm -hmm. and they start realizing that he's like actually like fucked up. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, this is where the guy Lou shows up and just beats the shit out of Brad Pitt, or beat the shit out of Edward Norton. <laughs> That's one of those things, like, once you see this movie to its completion, it's, like, it's fun to go back and watch, and watch it again it. and be yeah. like, oh, like, when did this, when was Ed Norton, yeah. when Tyler, did you, and when, when was When did you he... see the flash cut of, like, them? When did you? At first, the yeah. very first Doctor one. Yeah. And then one where he's walking home, and it's, like, somebody he sees, there's another one where Brad Pitt's standing under, like, a street lamp. When the movie ends, I know they, they flash a penis. The dick, too. yeah, the yeah. dick from the porn movie. Yeah. Did you know, during the shooting of the film, Halima Bonham Carter insisted that her makeup artist, Julie Pierce, apply all of her eye makeup with her left hand because Helena Bonham Carter felt that Marla was not the person that would be particularly skilled at being concerned with correctly applying makeup. There you go. Yeah. She's Make another messy. She's well, that's another... like, uh, what's her stupid face? Um, Kurt Cobain's wife. Oh, uh, fucking God damn it. The hole. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. God damn it. Why? She used to do that where she would like uh, apply lipstick like perfectly and then she would just take her hand and smear, smear it, it so across it was, like her across her face.
fucking Looking, trash bag. Oh, CJ Stroud throwing three touchdowns so far. Ooh. Oh, shit. Ooh. Oh, man. CJ Stroud's the fucking truth. And I said, Jared Leto, he's such a weirdo now. <laughs> he wears, like, princess chokers. You see that? Yeah. Well, he not only does that, but he also, like... Uh, Fox dudes? No. <laughs> during the filming of... Uh, whatchamacallit? Uh, the, we were talking about the it. The Joker? No. Yeah, he was the Joker, but it was in the fucking movie. <laughs> the... Where they're the rad tad, they're like all the bad guys unite. They needed all of them together. Suicide Squad? Yeah, Suicide Squad. Right. During that, he's like sending people like uh, picture or like dead animals and stuff like what that. Idiot. Yeah, they're like, okay, man, we get it. They're like, you're not a good joker, though. Like, did you ever see those ones where they yeah. have the memes where like people are like, they're like, stop sending me this shit. And he's like, <laughs> posted on it. It was like uh, they had Christian Bale and then they had. Uh, they had Heath Ledger, or no, Heath Ledger, then they had uh, Jack Nicholson, and then they had him, and then, like, he's crying in the other corner, and the other two are, like, pointing and laughing at him, and then he, like, commented on it on, like, uh, Twitter. He's like, stop fucking sending me this shit. I'm tired of it. <laughs> like, people were fucking, like, really fucking bricking into him, dude. I love uh, in an infamous incident, the Friday that the film was released theatrically the, in the United States, Rosie O'Donnell appeared on her TV show and revealed that she had been uh, she had seen the film earlier in the week and had been unable to sleep ever since. She then proceeded to give away the plot twist ending of the film that urged all of her viewers to avoid the movie at all costs. Edward Norton, Brad Pitt, and David Fincher discussed the incident on the DV commentary track when Pitt, when Pitt calling Rosie O'Donnell's actions unforgivable. Yeah, Rosie O'Donnell's a fucking stupid fuck bitch. Rosie. Yeah, fuck her and fuck fuck Rosie o, Rosie O'Donnell. Fuck, uh, what's the other one? I always confuse the two together. On the show that they're on? No, not just Rosie. Joy O'Donnell. Behar? No, the, what's Roseanne? Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr. I always think they're the same fucking Dan! person. <laughs> God damn it, Dan! You're dead. I'm so, I'm trying to sell Michelin tires. I'm trying to sell here. God damn Would it, you Rosie! Just shut the fuck. America up. runs on Duncan, bitch. <laughs> dude, dude, dude. <laughs> at around 10 minutes the visible breath in the cave scene is recycled leonardo dicaprio breath from the titanic which was composited com- composited into the Come shot composed i can't read composited composited composited, composited. god dude you know what? Huh? Hooked on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. This is land. And I know land. I sound dumb. Dude. Oh, my God. Dude, I know it, it's odd. <laughs> what cops say? I, dude, I'm going to sound like it. Corroborated? Co- corroborated. I can't say that word, yeah. no matter how hard I try. Well, I, told, I tell you that all the time. We talked to like the people certain... over there, and they corroborated your story. Oh, yeah. I, Did I say it right? Corroborated. Cor- cor- corroborated or yeah. corroborated? Corroborated. Like they, it's like co, like they're right, right side. Cooperate. Is that it? Cooperate. Kurubis. Dude, I can't. Kabibibibi. No matter how hard I try, I can't say that fucking word. I told you, I had problems. Like I was in speech class when I was younger, so I have issues with the same thing. Like certain words, I'm like, "Uh, yeah, no, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. There's a bunch of words like that. I just can't fucking say it, no matter how hard I try. At around one hour, 15 minutes, when Fight Club member sprays the priest with a hose, the camera right briefly shakes. That happens because the cameraman couldn't keep himself from laughing. Yeah, it's right here. Because he basically, <laughs> get, now he's giving people like homework assignments. Because Lou, he basically just let the guy who owns the place like beat the shit out of him. 
And he's like, come on, Lou. And he's like spilling all of his blood on his face. And he's like, we really like it here. Please don't kick us out. And he's like, all right, whatever. I don't know where I've been. Yeah. I love and that And he's part. like, all right, on my mother's urn, I'll let you fucking use the basement. I don't care. Like, get the fuck off me. So now he's like, you're going to go out and you're going to start a fight, but you're going to lose. So basically saying, like, you got to let start a fight and then let the guy kick your ass. And then most of the time right they're going out, they're going out and they're... Uh... They're actually trying to fight people, and the people are like fucking straying away from them. So it's like the same thing. Like they, you can fuck. It's not with as people. easy as you think. Yeah. Yeah, you can fuck with people, and sometimes they don't want to fight you. You know, I could understand that though. Like the priest, like does it start? Like, does it start moving when he sprays the priest? Let's see. I I don't see the shake. I didn't see the shake either. Yeah. I, I love when they actually start fighting back though, like. Yeah, I want to. I want to see it, like, because he's saying he started shaking visibly. Yeah, and then the priest hits him, and then he's like, "Sorry, sorry," and then he starts. Yeah, here's the salesman at the Cadillac <laughs> fucking him up. <laughs> Meatloaf is chasing some dude on a bike. Yeah, so they're still. I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see the shaking. What no, he was I saying, he the said that the priest and the host scene. I don't see. it And at he all. said that. So Ed Norton's plan was to go fight his boss, I think. But he, because he said something when Brad Pitt's in the tub, he was like, "If you could fight anybody in the world, who would you fight?" And he's like, oh, "I'd probably fight my boss." And he's like, really? Because, again, they're the same person. He's kind of asking him, like, really? Because he knows the answer. And he's like, what about you? And Tyler's like, oh, I'd fight my dad. And then he's, like, <laughs> saying, like, all this weird shit. Yeah, fucking straight up. I'll fight my dad. No problem. Did you know Brad Pitt wasn't overly interested in making the, the movie until David Fincher arrived at his doorstep during the making of Meet Joe Black, insisted that they go for a beer. It was over that beer that Fincher pitched Fight Club and Pitt agreed to read the screenplay. I missed that because I'm sorry I was reading it. Oh, it was it's basically Brad Pitt wasn't uh interested in making the movie and then David Fincher showed up at his front doorstep, had a beer and pitched a screenplay. Oh, so then, was, he, he almost not it. did it. Yeah, so he almost wasn't in the movie at all. I, I the reason I got distracted is because he said, What if you're the Department of Transportation and somebody tells them that this company installs like front seat brackets that don't pass collision tests, like fuel injectors that like because he was doing that like where yeah like he was going around and there was one where a car was on fire and there was like a little kid's braces like caught in the ashtray of the back seat and the guy was like oh that might make like a good anti-smoking commercial or something like that even in there it calls him the narrator mm -hmm. that's so cool i didn't see that in the yeah, and he just socked himself but in yeah the face. so he's he's pretty much saying like hey i want to get paid i want my full salary blackmail still. yeah and he's blackmailing them but he's saying like you know you swept this under the rug and like you know you're padding your own numbers like so you're not paying out the insurance the way you're supposed to be yeah and it's like i guess a rule from the insurance company like that you're always getting fucked by your insurance this is probably the best scene in the movie where he's kicking his own ass and his bosses and he's like why'd like, you no, do that no 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 and then he goes up and like he throws himself through the bookshelf or something through the table and he's then the, the shit out of himself and then he goes up to him and then when the security comes in he's gripping him up it's fucking great dude like because yeah. he like pretty much is like all right <laughs> yeah, for some, for some reason, reason I thought of my, my first, first flight with Tyler. Tyler. Yeah. yeah, for some reason I just remember that jumped out at me for some reason, and I was like, "Wait a sec." Yeah, so basically kicking his own ass, and his boss at for the most part is basically watching him. Yeah, he's like, in horror. The, yeah, he's like, "What the <laughs> fuck is going on here?" How do they do this? I want you to tell me if you know. What? How are they actually making his nose bleed and leak like that? My guess is that it was a, a capsule kind of thing. Like, it, I don't think it was bleed. Right now, it's it's, it's a it, lot of liquid, though. Yeah, but so it's cutting from one scene. You only see it, you only see it from oh, one side. Oh yeah, you're so right. So my guess right. is that they have a hose right here. So they're they're shooting that scene from there. They never cut to the left side of his face. See, 
You're right. They, you're right. They keep it strictly on the right side. It's pouring. And you can dude. almost, you actually, for a second there, if you saw it, you can actually see uh, a little bit of the hose right there. And security walks in. He's like on his knees begging at his boss's feet, like, don't hurt me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets to keep his fucking first 52 weekly. <laughs> he's getting paid weekly. He gets to keep the fucking frequent flyer. So it was, it was what? Like, uh, I mean, if that happened, I'm guessing what the company was just kind of like, "Hey, obviously we're gonna fire this guy, but like, don't sue the balls off of us. Like, we'll we'll pay you the rest of the year or something, like a severance." I think I'm pretty sure he's still he's getting paid for a little while, so it's not just like one year. You know what I mean? Did the same guy that write Fight Club write American Beauty? Is Chuck, that the, Chuck Palahniuk? That might be the same guy. I don't because Kevin Spacey does the same thing in that movie, where basically like he works for like a magazine article and. There's like a new hot shit like boss that's basically making everybody write a resume on like how they're important to the company or something like that. And he was originally going to write it and be like, well, I've been here for 12 years and all this other stuff. But instead, like when he gets his new like lease on life, he like writes like a big thing. Like basically I sneak off to the men's room every 10 minutes to jerk off. And he's like saying all this stuff. And the guy's like, wow, you have no interest in saving your job. Like get out of here. And he's like, well, tell me what's corporate willing to offer me since like our CEO apparently is using a company credit card to fuck hookers and all this other shit. And then the guy's like, I, like Kevin Spacey, like basically says like, I want a full year salary with benefits. And he's like, not going to happen. He's like, well, I'll throw in a sexual harassment suit as well. And saying that like you offered to let me, if I let you suck my bird, you'd let me keep my job. <laughs> like all this shit. So wonder if that's the same guy. Cause now I'm thinking about it. It kind of all follows a very similar kind of weird I'm looking at it. I'm trying to see right now. Who wrote now. American Beauty? Well, because I see Fight Club, American Beauty, Breaking Bad, A Journey of His Disillusion. Is American Beauty even a book? I might be wrong. I, I'm I'm trying to see if it actually says that he wrote American Beauty or not. I don't know. You have, you have, you you look it up real quick, and I'll I'll spit some fucking truth out America's here. America's best. I did not. I, I love America's how fucking best. Google wants to be like. Uh, do you want glasses? I know, I know what you're looking for. Like, no, you fucking don't. Are you looking for a penis? Tyler Durden was originally uh, going to recite a workable recipe for homemade explosives, as he does in the novel. But in the interest of public safety, the filmmakers decided to substitute the fictional recipes for real ones. It is not a book. So uh, I'm, I just went off on a whole rant for no fucking reason. Did you know Brad Pitt and Edward Norton both really learned how to make soap? <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> I can't press the gun. I can't press the gun. Hey, what's somebody? Yeah, see, now again, like, there, there's, like, all these people that are members of Fight Club are all doing, like, these weird pranks. Like, one was they went to the car dealership. They put, like, all this pigeon feed on the roof. So now the entire lot of all the cars is covered in, like, pigeon shit. You know, they put, like, you know, animation, not animations, like, graphics of, like, of like a woman pushing a little kid away because a plane's on fire to like grab for the mask instead of like you know the upright safe ones help, and like help them help them put their mask yeah. on then put on yours yeah and then like they turn the thing around in the parking garage so people driving out are all getting flat tires like they're starting to kind of do this like weird shit like, here's here's one of the most like actually in this uh, I've always been afraid of this like something happening and then like someone grabbing my ID and then finding out where I live yeah. And then being like, if you do anything or tell anyone about this or you don't do this, I'll be back later. Come get me, bitch. Yeah, but that's the, that, like, no, but I'm saying, like, if let's say it's, like, fucking, like, cartel or some shit like that. Like, you're done. Yeah, you're done. But then what do you do? What, what, that's what I'm saying. What is your, 
what other option is there? He holds the Asian guy at gunpoint. He's like, oh, you, you're a PhD or a medical school? He's like, you better finish that schooling or I'll be back for you. Yeah. So he's basically like, and then you find out like later on that he has all these IDs up there and he's actually helped people like right. pursue their dreams and everything instead of like giving up on everything. Like, oh. It's, no, because we all, in a sick way, we all want that Tyler Durden type of figure in our life. Like some, like, you know. Someone to help push you, push you further. Yeah, like there, there's a scene and I don't know what movie it's from but it's George Clooney and he's basically talking to this dude and he's just like um oh do you know why um why we love basketball stars or why we lo- yeah why do we love basketball stars and uh or no I'm sorry he goes do you know why kids love basketball stars and he's like oh because they get the fuck lingerie models he's like no that's why we as men as adults love basketball stars because we're envious he's like you know why kids love basketball stars he's like because basically they get paid to play a game that they love and, and they accomplished a dream and he's like looking at the guy's resume and he was like and the guy's like well you know what i can't dunk i don't know what to tell you and he's like but you can cook though and he's like what are you talking about he's like i'm looking at your resume here you went to four years of like french cuisine culinary art school and he's kind of just staring at him he's like how much money did this company offer you when you first started to give up on your dream and he's like twenty one thousand. So it's like, you know, sometimes yeah, people what, live what life you... like that where they have a passion, but they give it up because they're like, well, I got to get a job. I got to get it. I got to buy this. If, uh, if I'm going to get married, I got to stash this money away. I know. What have... did you sell? What did you what did sell you... your soul for? Yeah, what did you sell your soul for? Like, what did you give up on? Like, what, what did you when you were younger? Like, before, like, did, did it change when you were younger? Did you oh, were yeah. like, I wanted to be this because like, I remember the, when I was real, real young, I gave the average answer if I wanted to be a firefighter. OK. And then. Uh, as I grew fire's up, fire's hot. Yeah, fire is indeed <laughs> hot. And as I grew up, I wanted to be a comic book artist. Yeah. And then as the comic book artist thing went through and went, like I still draw and paint all the time. It's just, it's a very hard industry to break into. And I think, in a way, I realized that, like, I don't know if I want to do that. Right. Because it, it wasn't, it wasn't that I gave up on it. It's just like, I don't. I love drawing and I love painting and I love doing that. It's but not, if I had to do it for a job, I mm-hmm. might end you up would hate hating it. it. You would hate it because that's what happened to me. Yeah, so I, 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 I keep it as my own little space where I can still do those type of things and like enjoy what I love doing. Yeah, and then I have my real life. People and ask me about that the all the time, and I may have told you before too. Like, um, when I went to school for three D modeling and like animation, like I always enjoyed Who's like do chest hair. Did you see that shit? Yeah. Like, I always enjoyed, like, what we did growing up. Like, having my brother, who is an independent filmmaker, we were always working on fun, pro- like, projects yeah. and things like that. So it was, like, for me, I'm, like, if I could find... Like, obviously, I don't want to be an actor. It's not, like, something that I have, like, a severe passion for. Right. But it was always something, like... I always wanted to be in, like, a creative environment like that where you're working on, like, certain projects and there's just, like, cool things and you get to meet different people and, do it. you know, it's, like, work can always be different, but fun in a way. Right. And then... Like I said, I went to college and college for, especially for like an art school, like it is, it's very like, to draw parallels from other conversations that we had, it's a lot like I told you that Louis C.K. thing with the lazy writer, with the guys like, you know, he just sits up and goes, ah, I'm getting too old for this shit. Like they literally like, there's classes where they will do stuff like that, where they're like, hey, pitch your ideas. And what do you say? And like, you know, of course me, I'm like, oh, I'm into, you know. I would be the type of person to be like, yeah, I wrote, I have this idea of this thing called Fight Club where this guy basically has an imaginary friend where he, and all this other stuff, and people would be like, but, but, but why, why, why does he have insomnia? 
And I'm like, I I don't know. He just hasn't saw me. Well, you know, you need to flesh out your characters a little bit more. I mean, why why does raped when he was why 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 does he want to destroy all the credit card buildings? What what does he? What does Tyler accomplish? And and then you you got to sit there and listen to some dude that's like, yeah, so. I have this idea where it's like a family of blue jays and it's a cartoon and that, you know, they go to tree branch high school and you know, they, 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 they wear little egg corn helmets and they ride leaves and they're like, brilliant, brilliant. And I'm like, all right, give me four seconds. Hey, it's a family of squirrels. They go to fieldy grass burrow den high school. And, uh, yeah, they bowl. The currency is egg corns. Yeah. And they bowl egg corns. They, they, they're in a bowling league. They do that in uh, Art School Confidential, where he's like this it's, it's, amazing it's, it's cookie artist. Cutter. It's cookie yeah. cutter. There's real now. It's We've seen it. It's the, it's the same. You know, and again, they do that with Finding Nemo. Like, again, you look at Pixar, they do it with everything. I'm not saying it's wrong. Like, it's a moneymaker. They I just sell. It. Yeah, they, they, but, they have an ultimate goal. You know, and then that just killed it for me. Like, it lost my passion. I lost my passion here's for your, it. Because, here's your scene. Yeah, he's just beating the shit out of Jared Leto. So they're all in Project Mayhem now, and then most of them have, like, shaved heads, except for some of the people. But pretty much they're uh, creating like a fucking war. And is, is he wearing a mouthpiece right here? It looks like he is. That yeah. just might be blood in his teeth. Yeah. So he's he definitely walks right through. Like, Where'd you go, psycho boy? <laughs> pretty I much to destroy something beautiful. Is that I felt like destroying something beautiful. I love that. Sound. Yeah. And, he, they, and like, what's his name is fucked up. I think they go to him. Jared Leto's like, teeth yeah, are all, all knocked his out. Teeth are, Get him to a fucking hospital. Like, dude, he like... And this is where Ed Norton kind of calls him out on it. He's like, you know, we got all these fucking dudes living in the house now. I'm hearing all this shit about Project Mayhem. You went and vandalized this building and put a big burning smiley face on a building. Like, why the fuck aren't you including me? And like, Tyler's just like, what am I supposed to email you? Like, you choose your own level of involvement. And then you can talk us through the whole car scene thing here. Uh, basically <laughs> that's, that's what we were talking about earlier where he's like, what do you want to do? It's like name things you want to do. And he's probably, he's pretty much calling him out. Like, you know, you're in this with me, but you're not fully in this with me, uh, with, uh, the narrator and Tyler Durden. He's telling him like, Oh, what do you want to do? Like, what is the one thing? Like they all have goals and everything like that. And he's still finding out that Edward Norton has the fight club and the release, but he still hasn't truly let go of his old past life. Like he's kind of, behind the scenes but he's not fully in it one yet. foot in one foot out yeah so basically after and he admits car- to blowing up his house because that's what he's, he's just like what is all this for and then he's like why do you think i blew up your house just let go so they all kind of put their seatbelts on and tyler just guns it car veers off the road and goes like ripping into an embankment yeah and that's when he truly uh pretty much gets on board with the rest of them and i think he joins project mayhem but then he's like this is fucking crazy at certain parts in it yeah and he's like kind of almost comatose and he's like kind of talking him through he's like you know you're you're in the wilderness and you're tracking elk reminds me because i I just watched kingdom again there's a hilarious scene where the two guys are in the sauna because they're cutting weight so they're trying to like get their minds off of what they're doing and the one guy's like i'm in bora bora right now he's like i'm in an awesome hut he's like and there's a glass glass window on the floor and i look down he's like and my wife goes swimming by and i'm like Hi, baby. Hi. And I think he's like, did you kill her? And he's like, no. What? No. He's like, she's swimming. And then he's like, oh, he's like, all right, where are you at? He's like, I'm in Germany. It's winter. I got a nice cold on. It's cold. And he's like, what are you, backpacking? He's like, no, I'm at a festival eating a sausage. And I'm fat as fuck. He's like, one of those Renaissance girls comes up to me. 
with her big tits. <laughs> He's like, oh, saying, shit. like they're trying to paint a picture in his mind. Like as Edward Norton was laying there, he's kind of, he's like, you're in the wilderness. You're following an elk. You're wearing clo- like clothes made of leather that'll last you the rest of your life. And all this ever, shit. Did you ever go on those little tangents like that where you'd go into like, it's like uh, you would just keep going on. And I always, t- I'm always told I go, I take things too far. With? Like just, just fucking around joking and stuff like that. They're like, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, when when it's not me and you, I go too far. But yeah, this is where you find out Robert Paulson's Robert dead. Paulson. Yeah, they were they were supposed to blow up some big art Ball piece and have it crash into the fucking building. Yeah, it would roll down and destroy it. And cafe. a security guard winds up like shooting him over like the coffee bar. Like it, it fucking supposed to come crashing down, creating chaos pretty much as like the whole thing of it. Right, and Project so Mayhem is like they're a, just vandalizing shit. And then that's when the. Uh, the fucking security guard winds up shooting the fucking Robert Paulson. Robert Paulson and his titties are bouncing around and everyone's like, dude, dude, dude sweet tits. I, I know it's a cop. It's just a cop, not a security guard. Is it a cop? Yeah, he's oh, a yeah. cop. He fucking dust him. And it's crazy that they get his body back. I love this. He pulls his hat off and his brains go spilling on the floor. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Jared Leto's all Jared, fucked up. Yeah, he's fucking weird looking too now. But, okay, so it's crazy that they got his body, though. You're running around in ski mask, trying, and they're like, they're confused because he's telling them to do it on one end, and then fucking criticizing them. And I think it kind of breaks him down because his friend Bob kind of dies. They're like, we gotta get rid of this body. We'll bury bury him in the backyard, and bury him in the garden. Take him to the garden and bury him. But that's where you come to find out later too. Like Fight Club is not just like the twenty some odd guys that are all living in this house. Because remember the detectives? Yeah, they wind it, up it, like they he branched out everywhere. They infiltrate. So not only that, but he gets into like some high, high areas like the buildings, because yeah. that's what he said. He was like, when did Project Mayhem come about murder? He's like, all the people in the building are our guys. Like, yeah. So we were able to like get everything out and get everyone so they didn't actually kill people. Because that's the idea. They don't want any. He doesn't want anybody to die. I've, I lost where I was. All Did right. you know? <laughs> Tyler Durden doesn't want to kill people. Th- throughout the film, Tyler Durden can be seen where, uh, be wearing blue blockers, a type of sunglasses commonly used by insomniacs to filter out blue light, which is detrimental to the production of melatonin, uh, a chemical essential for sleep. No shit. You said Brad Pitt was wearing those? Yeah, you see yeah, him I wearing the blue blockers. I, didn't, I know, I don't even wear those. Did you know Edward Albert Lo- Norton lost 17 to 20 pounds for this role after having to beef up for his role as a neo-Nazi skinhead yeah. in American History Act? Norton achieved this form by running, taking vitamins, and just n- ignoring the onset catering. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Like him and uh, Christian Bale, like they, they, they're. I'm not saying they're not bad actors, but they're probably nightmares to work with at certain times. Like, yeah. Well, that also, that comes with uh, insomnia, too, because that was, like, a big part of Christian Bale in um, The Machinist. Like, apparently, I guess that's a thing, like, if you don't sleep, it, like, something with your metabolism goes crazy. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's, like, your, your, your hunger kind of drives down or, like, if your metabolism just goes through the roof because it never finds that rest. Yeah, fine. so something's wrong. You get very lean from it, yeah. is what I'm saying. Like, so you're telling me that I need to sleep less, is what you're saying? Yes. Instead of getting a good night, Keith, you don't have to do anything. You're a very handsome man. <laughs> handsome? No. Come on, come on. Fuck you. Uh, did you know? Although he refused to smoke in Rounders, his character played poker for cigarettes, but did not smoke. Edward Norton agreed to smoke for this film. Like actually smoke? He's not a real smoker. I thought he was a smoker. No, he no. smokes in this movie. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He agreed to smoke in this movie, but he wasn't smoking in Rounders. So he, he was good in Rounders as a... Oh, shit. What does Matt Damon have a nickname from? His nickname's like Sleeves or Skis. Or, I don't know. He's got like a stupid nickname. I'm looking I'm looking through these fucking stupid facts, and there's some of them that are so long that I'm like, yeah, I'm not reading that, dude. Oh, here you go. Did you know the sex scene between Tyler and Marla was shot using the same bullet time technique in The Matrix? Stills cameras were set up in a circle around the bed, and each one would take a single shot in a sequence. These single frames were then edited together and enhanced with CG. Both Brad Pitt and Helena Bonham Carter were fully clothed in motion uh, capture suits to, during the shoot. Mm. So like, look, you know, could you so they weren't really naked then. Yeah, could you imagine if that got released? All I have no respect for people that don't do that. All the women would be like, "I want to see the bullet time sequence with Brad Pitt's bird just flopping all flopping around, flopping around." Like, if I can't see that dick, I'm not gonna go see this movie. And Rosie O'Donnell's like, "You don't want to see this movie." I get I was it. Eating like, a hoagie. I, I mean, a part of me is like. I I have to admire people that really get in the character for certain things, but it's like if you're gonna do something for film and you're like really getting into it, like I kind of think that's cool. Like I like I think back to um, Desperado with Salma Hayek, and they're like they're fucking full blown naked, like going at it, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you're saying yeah, they were wearing like green men suit. Uh, I think they were wearing like action suits. I don't think they. I don't think they were. They were wearing something. I did, but they weren't full like really naked. That's stupid. Yeah, that's like a fucking. Uh, <laughs> He's wearing like a neck brace. How you yeah. been, sir? Little Wayne's you know ex. Me? Is this that another just, test? Little Wayne's ex that refused to kiss fucking Jonah Hill in that movie. You the, the you uh, people or something? Yeah. They CG'd their kiss at the end. She refused no, to kiss him. Nah. Really? Why? Yep. She's just an asshole. No, I don't. Like, come on, you're being paid to do that kind of shit. I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand. It's, this I mean, it's kind like of a thing. kiss too. It's like you don't have yeah, to pretend like, like you had his like, dick in your mouth yeah. or anything. Like, you're not giving him a blowjob. According to the author Chuck Palahniuk, most of the specific content in the novel, such as splicing single frames from the pornography into family films, uh, attending support groups for the terminally ill, erasing videotapes, and uh, came from stories told to him by friends and from things his friends actually did. While writing the novel, Palahniuk also interviewed numerous young white males in white-collar jobs, discovering that their longing for fathers was a theme. I heard a lot about the resentment of the lifestyle standards imposed by advertising was another. Mm. See, that's cool. Yeah, so so that was kind of his... Uh, I want to fight his my muse, yeah. yeah. So it, it's cool that he actually involved a lot of his, uh, his own... Like life events and life uh, they stories always make from the best another. Stories. They always make yeah. the best stories. Because it's like there's truth in it. Yeah. And then Tyler showed up at his room and he was like, You fucking talk to her about me. Because he told him that was a rule. He's like, Don't ever talk about me to other people. Can you just do me that promise? And then she called him Tyler and he's like, What's my name? She's like, Tyler. And he's like, Tyler, what Tyler the? Durden. Yeah. And then he, Brad, all of a sudden, Brad Pitt's behind him with like a shaved head, a chipped tooth, and all this other shit. And he's like, You fucking broke your promise, dude. And he's like, why do people think I'm you? And he's like, I think you know. And then he has all those flashbacks like you're talking about. And then he's like, because we're like the him. same person. Yeah, and it's like he's fucking her. The he's like, I'm basically your imaginary friend. I look how, how you want me to look. I fuck how you want me to fuck. I like, am who you're not. I'm basically, yeah, that part of your brain that's now going completely AWOL and is like, so he called Marla up and he's like, have we been fucking? And she's like, yeah. yeah she's <laughs> like, you're a crazy person. You're fucking crazy. 
Uh, did you know to prepare for their roles, Edward Norton and Brad Pitt both took basic lessons in boxing, taekwondo, and grappling, and also studied hours of USC programming. Uh, this is false. I don't know why. Prior to the principal photography, Pitt also visited the dentist to have a cap on his tooth uh, removed. There you go. Look at that. He, he, you just brought up the chip tooth. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, so now he kind of knows like his subconscious personality is like going crazy. So he's like, you know, he's what? like, Marley, you got to get on this bus. I can't see where you're going. You this were, is the only way I know you'll be fucking safe. Like you were bringing up Courtney Love. Courtney Love. That's her stupid name. Did you know Courtney Love and Winona Ryder were both initially considered for the role of Marla yeah. singer, but. In, in the end, it came down to Helena Bonham Carter and Reese Witherspoon. Director David Fincher wanted Bonham Carter, but the studio wanted a bigger name uh, and chose to go with Witherspoon. In the end, the decision was taken out of their hands. Then when Witherspoon turned down the role as it being too dark. Yeah, of course. Yeah. She would have sucked. Was she sucked. She's like, can you finger fuck me on a roller coaster? Like, can we do that instead? Yeah. Oh, it, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have liked. It. I think Alina Bonham plays that little dark side. It's kind of cool. No, she's good because she does all Tim Burton shit, so she's used to that. And she's style. in. She's in Harry Potter too. Harry Potter. She's, too. She's, Is she a witch? She's a fucking wizard witch. Bitch. She's a wizard witch bitch. Yeah, she's like. She's like pulling out her. Wand. Yeah, right here. So he's trying to get himself locked up. He goes to the cops and he's like, "I'm the one that's responsible for all this fucking vandalism." And then he found the 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 big the thing big, yeah. that they're gonna blow up all these buildings and shit. And so then they're actually with it, and then he actually—they were gonna lock him up to stop him from not stopping it. Yeah. So they, no, they were gonna cut his balls off. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah He's so. like, you told us, sir, if you, if you came in here spouting some shit off, that we had to get your balls. So he was even saying like, oh, I got to cut my own balls off. So now you don't want to tell anybody. They else. all think he's testing them. Yeah. Because the guy's like, I admire you, sir, but we're gonna do what you told us to do. And he's like, I'm not Tyler Durden. You told us you were going to say that. He's like, all right, listen, I am Tyler. We're fucking aborting this mission. They're like, you definitely told us you were going to say that. Like, <laughs> so he already like got a fucking head of all of it. Like, yeah, he, he would say like, what what I do, pretty much. So now he's just trying to escape the cops and trying to pretty much take them down single handedly. He's facing a whole operation of uh, Project Mayhem. Yeah. And then that's when he goes. He gets into the building with Tyler, and he f finds out that like. Uh, nitroglycerin is like a byproduct of the soap. Right. So like that's why they load up the vans and everything like that. And he says he's gonna pretty much shoot them. <laughs> I love I love his fit though. Brad Pitt's fit right here with the fur yeah. jacket. And then they like they keep going in and he's like I can't stop. Uh, I, he's like how are you supposed to stop me? And then they cut to the security camera and he's just standing there by himself. Yeah, he's like pulling his own hair. Look at that outfit, dude. Tell me that outfit's not cool as shit. He's got a shaved head and everything. Yeah, he's got like a fur coat, like a weird graphic tank uh, top tank underneath. Top, and then he's got a fucking, just a normal. He's like got like Gucci shoes on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. I fucking love it. And then yeah, he like. They show the camera here where he's like getting all fucked up by him. What, when he's getting beat? He's getting yeah. his ass whooped? Does it show, like. Yeah, I'm... watch. Because they show him he's down there and then he gets like clotheslined or something right here. Yeah. <laughs> and all the dude, security footage is just him fucking just, rolling around being like, Ugh! Yeah, because he would normally, how how did he catch up to him? You know what I mean? Yeah, this one right here where he's like kind of pulling him by his hair. He fucks him up. they like throwing him through that. That's kind of cool, though, where they cut it through because he's like pretty much can't stop himself. He's having an internal conflict with himself and can't. Get... It's like multiple personality. Yeah. yeah. He can't fucking. He can't. I hit him with his shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Did you know director David Fincher shot over 1,500 reels of film more than three times the usual amount for a 120-minute film? 
Oh, really? Did did all that extra work. But uh, you know what? It, it plays. So here's the thing. I When I was uh, fucking around with Phil and like making movies and stuff, he was right, though. Like sometimes shooting extra scenes and shooting yeah, you have to. things in between right and like here. going above and beyond. Yeah. That's how do you do that? Like, <laughs> you no, that would be really hard to do. I don't know how you fuck, fucking. Move. That's and that's why he has them all shave their hair for the Fight Club. Like you trim, he brings that up. He's like, you trim your nails too short, oh, and he's right. and yeah, he's like, yeah. you cut your hair so like it can't be used against you in Fight Club. So that's pretty much he's. It's basically what the army does. Like they, right? You, you know, buzz cuts and everything. Like no one's gonna grab your fucking hair and shit like that. Ah. Uh, where are we going? He gets knocked out, right? And then he gets put up on top. And yeah. And they're going through the And this is where story. the movie opened up. He opened up with the gun in his mouth and Brad Pitt's kind of telling him, like, we're three minutes away. I, li- kinda... I like that part, too, where he uh, he pretty much is like, like, I don't need you. And then he, like, actually pulls the trigger in his mouth and it, like, hits kind of, like, back here and goes through Yeah, he goes feet. through the side of his mouth, basically. Pretty much kills kills Tyler Durden, even though... He technically is tired, Durden. I don't know if that's his it's real the. Name. I mean, again, too. If I mean, if you're crazy enough to have an imaginary friend, why would shooting yourself in the side of the mouth? Like, you know what you're doing. So how would that kill the imaginary friend? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, maybe in his mind, that's how it actually works out. Right. Phil told me about it too. He was like, "It's the gesture of it. It was yeah. the gesture of because he tells him right before he does it. He says, Tyler, I want you to listen to me. My eyes are open now.'" And then he does it. So yeah. I mean, again, so I don't, then therefore he's not. I don't want to overthink it because I like it. So that's yeah. why I'm like, uh, "Did you know director David Fincher initially wanted to include a single flash frame of Tyler Durden during the 20th Century Fox logo, but the studio's legal department wouldn't clear him to do so. He then tried to include the image during the Regency Enterprises logo, but Aaron uh, Michelin, president of Regency, wouldn't allow him. Ah. So he wanted to do so much more. You're good, gun. Um, just I'm just spewing some of these out. Uh, did you know three detectives in the film were of the film are named Detective Andrew, Detective Kevin, and Detective Walker. Andrew Kevin Walker was the writer of David Fincher's uh, film Seven, also starring Brad Pitt, and did some uncredited work on this movie script. That's pretty cool. A little homage to detectives' names are yeah his writer. Yeah, right there because he's like, why are you pointing a gun at your head? And he says, our head. So yeah, it's, again, it's like he's kind of just getting the attention of the alter ego right here. And big twist, if you didn't get this, he is the other guy. Did we already say that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's said right, multiple Tyler, times. I want you to really listen to me. Yeah. And he puts the gun right into his cheek, and he's he's like, yeah, I'm actually listening. Because he, right, he realizes I'm not tied up. You don't have the gun. I have the gun. Yeah, it's it's like one of those things. Uh, the Matrix. He finally realizes, like, with a little bit, dude. That's such a, like a vicious shot right there. And I love that when he shoots him, the smoke comes out of his mouth. Yeah. So he the, the Edward Norton shoots himself in the mouth, and then fucking Brad Pitt's blown out like smoke rings because it went through the back of his fucking head. It's so it's so cool. Like that little that little scene right there probably makes the whole movie. Yeah. And it's and I love it that it's like oh like it is like fucking. They don't hide from the bloods and the guts and the gore in it. Like Brad yeah. Pitt's brains were just flattered, and then when he pulled off the hat on Meatloaf, yeah. like and they're all showing up the Fight Club guys with like beer and shit because they're gonna watch from a skyscraper, and they're like, "Oh shit, Mr. <laughs> Durden, what the fuck happened to you?" He's like, "I'm fine, I'm fine." <laughs> doesn't he? Doesn't he actually fucking? It blows up anyway, though, right? Yeah, he couldn't stop it. 
Yeah, like like no matter what, he says like, "Oh, you can't do," it. and they're like, "It's too late." Yeah, it was too late anyway. There was no way he could call it off anyway. So, yeah. So pretty much, pretty much, no matter what, he well, he, the good thing is, is that he realized that he's no longer a slave to the system. Like Gr- correct. So he learned everything he needed to learn from having Tyler in his life, and that's why he said that he's like, "My eyes are open now." So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know, usually we go over it. Like, what do you? What would you rate it? Well, hang on. I want to. It, it, I uh, want to see where the buildings come down. And I, it, it, wait, no, what song bad. is it again? It's uh, Pixies. Where is my mind? Where is my mind? Where is my mind? Where Why am I? I forgot it because it's a huge epic song, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, that's pretty much. Oh my all, God! Your face. <laughs> that's pre- that's pretty much all they're known for, too. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" And then him and her kind of just hold hands as all the buildings are coming down, and he's like, "It's kind of like a reverse Titanic." You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, you just met me at a weird time in my life or something. And then he kind of grabs her hand and then like all the buildings come crashing down. And then you see the flash of the cock. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, so pretty much he's he's actually interested in her. So like what you were saying was true. Like, that's why he got all pissed at him is because he was in a sick way. If Since Tyler was interested into her, he was interested. Right. In her. So that that all comes to pass. Like pretty much everything's gonna be fine, dude. Fucking that explosion's pretty cool too. Oh, look at those buildings falling straight down. That's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Looks exactly like nine eleven there. Because <laughs> it was. It was a planned demolition. Do, do you think this is where they got the With idea? With your feet on the air and your head on the ground. Do you think this is where they got the idea for it, Tom? Sure did. This is, they're like, you know what? The reason the government. Now, see, that blew, one went sideways. <laughs> yeah, fucking, the explosions didn't go off right. But could you imagine just waking up and right here comes the dick? Ah, yeah. we missed the dick. Yeah, I saw the gross little penis. Starring. Wanted. <laughs> ah, sorry, I didn't mean to. I wanted to kind of see that little last little bit there. Um, here you, oh, Hold on, before we go. Oh, hold on, didn't mean to cut you off. Brad Pitt was paid $17 million for his part in the film. Edward Norton was paid $2.5 million. Wow. Damn. Yeah, Brad Pitt was a bigger name at that time, but that's sure. Crazy. Okay, so yeah. where would where would you go? Oh, dude, I give this a ten. Um, this is one of again too. I know we gave away a lot of the stuff, and I know there is a book on it too. So it's one of those things of you know whether you want to read the book first or, or see the movie. I mean, visually, the the movie keeps your attention the entire time you're watching it. There's a lot of cool campy stuff in it that you just kind of dig and like it. The characters are awesome i love that gritty kind of dark style to everything like so yeah for me it's it's a solid 10 yeah i'll probably go like like i said i was like when everyone was screaming off boondock saints i loved fight club and actually i think i watched the movie first and then that made me want to go read the book so it was such a good movie that i was like oh i want to see like the difference because i know there's always differences between book and movie so i went down and like i bought the book and then i started reading it and I bo- I bust it. It's not a it's not a hard read. Like I I, I got a bunch of different uh, Chuck Palahniuk books, but it, I jumped through it and I was like, all right, like I I respect it. I finished it, but I in that in that sense, I did feel like the film was better than the book. Yeah, and the, and and like you can't rarely say that. Right. Like Normally, you, usually be... it would be like, oh yeah, no, the book like they didn't get into this much and they couldn't describe certain things. So yeah, I would go a full yeah. ten. And if you haven't seen this movie, I think it's like twenty. 25 years out now right yeah, like come on fucking yeah. put it out there I, I forgot what movie we're doing next week too 
Uh, yeah, you have the list somewhere. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. It's oh, Pornhub. That's not the nice. List. <laughs> Get your loan at PSC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a clan of weavers formed an assassin group. Looks like we're watching this next. Next week is uh, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer with Killian Murphy, our, yeah. our guy, Tommy Shelby. So uh, what 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 I'll do is uh, so you can see it. I'll release it. Uh, I have it on Voodoo. Oh, so all right, I'll, I'll give you my my cool. Shit yeah, so that's a, a newer movie. I have not seen that. So I, I, I wanted to do it just because it's it's a newer newer one. Movie. Yeah, bring a little so a little zest in there. Wanted started playing. It just, just started playing it, by you itself. You know what? We gotta add this one on there. This that's why I said. It looks like we're watching this now. Yeah, it's wanted. Oh, curving the bullets. Curving that. penises. I hate that fucking fat bitch because there's always someone like that at your fucking job. Yes, there I is. Fucking hate that person. All right, let's all right, get us out of here. See you. <laughs> Yeah, there's always some fat pig at an office. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking, just helping yourself in there, you fucking jelly fucking bitch. Just smashing muffins and fucking brownies. I forgot to bring this up, too. Uh, <laughs> this, this, during the week, I write these stupid notes down. And I wrote... Uh, <laughs> I don't know why, but I was like, you know, Winnie the Pooh, how he's wearing T-shirts and everything like that, and he doesn't wear any bottoms. What happens? Oh, Winnie if, the Pooh. Yeah, like they have like cartoon characters. What happens if you were like that? Like human beings were walking around with just T-shirts, just birds and ash cheeks flapping in the wind. <laughs> and I was like, why? Do, why does that come up in my head? And then uh, the other one was uh, Troy. Like we went, dude. We went into uh, the Dover Air Force Base to do a job. Uh huh. And Troy's in there, and they're like, I'm like, yeah, they're going to hold you at gunpoint. He's like, he's like, because uh, there was this, like, smoking hot chick, and Troy, like, said it to me. She was, like, an army chick, and I was like, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, Troy? He's like, yeah, it'd be cool to get top from her. And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, what they're going to do is, like, as we get into the cell site, they're going to roll up and be like, they're going to hold you at gunpoint, and they're going to go get a gay dude to make them blow you. And I was like, they're going to hold I you. I like at... to blindfold you, baby. And I was like, dude. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I was like, you're going to have to get, you're going to have to get a blowjob from a gay dude. I was like, they're going to hold you at gunpoint till gunpoint. And he was like, <laughs> 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 I, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking so stupid, dude. Fucking, that's his dad, dude. That's, dad. that's what they explain. All right, I got to go home and put my kid to bed. Yeah, fuck this. All right, see you later. I'm doing it again. Later. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs>